Hello everybody out there and welcome to another episode of the Talk That Talk Show with me, Barry Holmes. We are here for our 128th episode here and we're recording on a Saturday night and I appreciate you all for still coming in and checking out the show even though it's not our Friday night customary time but we still got Alvin on, we still got Hawks6860 on, we got Ishabai Crane on our Instagram live stream. And like I said, I'm the luckiest guy in the world to continue to have people on here that want to listen to the show, that uh, care about what I'm saying, and that talk about what we're doing as well, too. Um, You know, I've definitely had great conversations with people over the week. Uh, you know, saying about what some of the things that we're looking to try and do. Shout out to Maddie L's we seen at the party not too long ago. <laughs> uh, big shout out to Scott Olner and Robert Brantley Jr. But, you know, again, people continue to, you know, put forth, you know, effort and time into, you know, investing into this show. And it's the most humbling experience because, you know, I've seen, you know, people that, you know, have tried out the podcast and have tried different things but having uh, continued on with it and to be able to come here for 128th episode and still have people that are tuned in intentively, you know, like I said, it makes all the world. I got a great surprise for you guys tonight. Now, I didn't really say too much into it yet, um, but I think you'll be really excited with this uh, this show that we got planned. Um, I definitely had to break out the two-tone hat for my boy Kenny Lou, who's in attendance. Big shout out to my boy Kenny in the background. Um, he's really put me onto these two tones and, uh, you know, wanted to, you know, show some more love to him. So, you know, this is actually a hat club drop, uh, subway series pack, um, literally took the train right after work, went through and was able to snag him. No lines. So, you know, anytime you can get a, a easy win like that from hat club, very much appreciated. This was definitely one of my favorites from that pack. But, um, before we get started, want to give a big shout out to our sponsors, uh, uh, my boy Timmy Hugel over at Ink Parlor, bro. Kenny will tell you, yo, the 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 next shirt that we have planned that's gonna be dropping is absolute fire, fuego. You know, it really um, highlights you know the theme that we talked about with uh, betting on ourselves. So please, please stay uh, tuned because we're gonna have something on the horizon. And then also Tim has helped us out, you know, with a big time, big, big, big time uh, look on this talk that talk show hoodies. I'm gonna let you guys know um, they're gonna be dropping sometime next week. So please stay tuned. Uh, we're gonna have some more information on that in, in the next coming days to come. But like I said, there's a lot on the horizon, and if you're looking to build your brand too, or you need somebody to uh, to elevate your brand, you know Tim over at Ink Parlor is that person to do it. Also, want to give a big shout out to Joe Snow and Maria over at New York Life, helping people to get their financial freedom daily. Big shout out to Jeff Galata who celebrated his birthday. We went to his party at the Raritan River Boat Club. It was my first time ever going, and that was it was so much fun, man. And you know, I had endless tangerays and gingers. We're drinking them right now. So I'm, <laughs> my my friends have kind of made fun of me because they said my drinks were a little too strong. But you know, if you know me, that, I guess that's uh, what you what comes with the territory. Then finally, want to give a big shout out to my boy Savion Gainer over at um, Skydye Socks. You know, that guy's been killing it, bro, killing it. And uh, he just showed me one of the designs that he did for some, uh, I think it was tie-dyed Air Forces. And, guys, he's got some uh, heat that he's cooking up in the kitchen, so you're going to definitely want to check him out. 
Before we get into the show, though, I do have a question here from my boy Ryan Oz Topping. He said, what's your Ravens-Bengals projection for this week? Um, honestly, to, to be completely honest with you, Ryan, I don't know how you can go against um, the Ravens right now and Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, the way that that offense is playing, especially now that they got, you know, all the older backs in the backfield. I mean, you have Le'Veon Bell who scored. Um, Latavius Murray, who's also leading that attack as well, along with Devontae Freeman. So you got three hard runners when they're running off that RPO offense. And, you know, it seems like Lamar Jackson's really getting comfortable offensively. So as long as that defense can hold uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, we don't know, you know, how uh, healthy Joe Burrow is. I mean, how many times have you said that? And then also, you know, the, from what we've seen, the Bengals seem to waver from week to week. And at times in crucial parts in the season or in, in their uh, games, you know, they have folded and they've shot themselves in the foot. So, you know, I'm not willing to put forth, you know, my betting money on the Bengals. I think that, you know, the the, the Baltimore Ravens have proven that along with the the, uh, the Bills, they're one of the be best teams to try and beat in the AFC. So that's going to be my prediction. But moving past football, the one thing that I'm super excited about that we all have back is that NBA basketball, man. Seems, you know, like forever since the Bucks were, you know, winning the championship and we were thinking about, you know, the Knicks losing in the garden in that game five against the Hawks. But now we're back, man. And honestly, I think that, you know, we got a big, big time, you know, season ahead of us as far as a lot to look forward to you know we got a lot of headlines here as far as even with the lakers how they're not looking too great you know we got anthony davis pushing his teammates on the sideline the knicks who've started out undefeated i'll be going to see them tomorrow in the garden can't wait but um you know there's there's a lot to look forward to with this season and even with the new players that have been drafted um it just looks like the you know the the basketball game has been elevated you know a little bit more. Um, even with the Warriors coming out and they, the success that they've had, um, it, it makes it makes you really wonder as far as who the juggernauts are going to be in the respective conferences. And then you have the whole saga with the 76ers and how they're talking about this thing could play out with Ben Simmons for up to four years because he's going to be expected to come play. So. You know, there's a lot of storylines that you're going to want to check out if, as far as if you're an NBA fan. But the, the one thing that is for certain, like Ishabod said, you know, the Knicks do look very good. Um, we had a, a performance against the Magic yesterday where you have 24 three-pointers scored. Um, OB Toppins playing like the high flyer that we picked him out of from Dayton to be. You have, you know, Emmanuel Quickly who in a reduced role now since we've, you know, added the two juggernauts in uh, Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker, even in reduced role, you know, Emmanuel quickly is still showing that he's ready to go. So I think that above all, from a Knicks fan's perspective, you know, you got a lot to be happy about. You know, we saw in the garden last season where, you know, Julius Randle struggled in the playoffs. And then after that, um, throughout the series, he was reluctant to shoot the ball. And, Madison Square Garden is a tough place to, to play in, especially when you have elevated expectations. So the one thing that I did see from Evan Fournier is even at the beginning of the game, he had a tough time starting out and, and, and trying to find his rhythm, but that didn't really stop him from shooting the ball and, and, and going after it. And the guy scores over 30 points in his Garden debut. I mean, 
you got to have love for the dude. And we've seen that Kemba Walker may not be the same all-star Kemba Walker that we've known and loved, but I think the thing that makes this Knicks team so great and so deep is the fact that Kemba doesn't have to be that for us, you know. All he has to do is stay healthy, play the role, you know, shoot when it's, you know, given the opportunities. And, you know, I think we'll be all right. And, you know, the, the, the Knicks defensively, especially when you get Mitchell Robinson back, you know, as long as he can stay healthy, that's a rim protector that the Knicks didn't have all of the postseason. So people forget that. So, you know, I think that this Knicks team is destined for great things. Um, do I think that they're championship bound? I might be a little crazy if I say yes, but, you know, I think that the way that the Knicks did as far as at first, I was a little reluctant to how they conducted with the postseason, I mean, the preseason with having everybody go hard. But, you know, what, what it's proven uh, instantly, especially from what the Lakers have shown, is when you don't have time or you don't have that cohesion as a team together, you know, you're not going to get those direct results that you're looking for. I mean, if you look at even the, the big three in Miami, it took them, what, a year to win the championship. So, you know, I think that with the Lakers, they compiled together so many great pieces, but they just have not gotten that gel together. And what we've seen is the Knicks taking every preseason game seriously has definitely helped them as far as getting into uh, the cohesion of that team. And, you know, even in a game where they almost blew it to the Celtics down uh, up 10 with like 30 seconds left, they still had the presence of mind to close out that game, even though it was a pressure pack situation. So, you know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself with these Knicks. You know, you got to take everything for face value. And one thing is that we're definitely going to be excited. Um, Maddie L says it's going to take the Lakers until January to at least get right. And, you know, I think that that's very fair to say, too, because, again, it takes time. And, you know, especially in a guy in Russell Westbrook who's used to having the ball so much and now having a couple more mouths to feed, it'll take some time. But don't count the Lakers out just yet. But, um, you know, I would love to talk about the NBA all day and I'd love to talk about um, all the different other sports that have been going on. But, you know, I had a guest here that I, um, it was a super surprise. Uh, when I was on the Xbox, a couple of my friends that were playing with me on Xbox Live couldn't believe who was in my house. So, um, yo, if you're from Edison, uh, um, you know, of all ages, you should know this guy. He's one of the funniest people that you're going to meet, and he's literally just himself, man. So um, you know how I'm always about highlighting different people here and bringing them on the show to give a different perspective. So I think you all are in for a treat with this guest. So without further ado... A surprise guest here on the show. Everyone give it up for Edison native, Mike Greer. Mike Greer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what's, what's going on, Mike Greer? I'm trying to get my fat ass in this chair, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we gave him enough space, man. But how you doing there, Mike Greer? I'm good, Uncle Barry. Always good, always good. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. I like... uh. I like what you're doing. I remember the first couple shows. I'm not going to lie to you. They were kind of ass. You, know? <laughs> but, you said my first episodes were ass? Oh, yeah, they man. Were, they were too good. Uh, you know, the production, the sound, lighting. But uh, it really came together. And I'm, I'm definitely proud for you. I'm happy for you. I could see you bring this to another level eventually. And... Like Forrest Gump once said, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you for, um, you know, keeping it real because when you look at some of those old episodes, yes, I was, you know, recording off of a laptop. You know, we were coming through with, you know, a little bit more, um, 
a defined, you know, itinerary, I guess you can say. So, you know, I think it takes did a little you, bit. Did you up? have a paper? I did. I did have a paper. But now I notice now you don't. No, you know, and and that goes towards you know when you when you're doing things for a a consistent amount of time, you have no choice but to get better, man. And you know, just to see that you've seen that growth, you know, it means a lot, man. But you know, as far as you know, showing that progress or showing that growth, um, have you seen any difference from yourself? You know, as far as over these past couple years and what you've done to grow. I think uh, definitely becoming a father, which you know. Ooh, <laughs> yo, congratulations, Papa Greerus. Yeah, so we'll give a shout out to uh, Baby O and Rockstar Steph. Ooh, without, big shout out to Steph. Without her, you know, it uh, well obviously wouldn't be possible. Um, she's a great mother. She takes care of the child. She takes care of me. You know, <laughs> you know how the ladies are. Yes, they, they yes. take care of their man. Personal growth, I think. Um, I'm definitely now able to see things from a different perspective, from other people's. You know, when you're a kid, you don't really think before you speak. You don't think about whose feelings you're going to hurt. And the biggest thing is you don't care about consequences. Mm. And that is something that myself personally, and I'm sure people watching this, people that are going to watch this, are going to understand consequences are a big thing in personal growth. Mm -hmm. To the consequences throughout all the things that I've been through. It definitely molds you into being a better person, being more understandable, everything along those lines. However, one of the biggest growths definitely is being a father. Yes. And I, I know I can't relate because I don't have any kids in myself, but, you know, I guess... Yeah, you for... know of. There could be one in my kids. <laughs> no! Guatemala. No! Maybe Mexico. No! I was... been to Mexico? No. Nobody, sure? <laughs> nobody like this old geezer, right? But, nah, seriously, like, um, you know, I, I can't relate to you, you know, in that realm. So, like, what does that mean, you know, for us out there that don't have a kid? Like, what does it mean to you being a father? You have to care about somebody other than yourself. Mm. Now, you, people might not understand right away, but everybody is selfish. Everybody is selfish. You might share a piece of a sandwich with somebody, but you're selfish. It's, it's a survival, and it's a survival technique, and it's embedded in your DNA. You have to survive. Mm-hmm. But when you have somebody else that comes into your life that is yours, you are their caretaker protector yeah you know steph's more of the caretaker i'm more of the protector <laughs> uh, i mean I, I do a poopy diaper every now and then but okay <laughs> but it's uh it, it you know it changes you when when you have to worry about somebody other than yourself mm. and like what do you think you know along those lines like what was and i'm sure to to do that and to make your your child the biggest priority you have to make some sacrifices you know what would you say was some of the biggest sacrifices that you made you know to to be a father staying home mm cuz career was staying outside home. this boy was outside <laughs> man. <laughs> man let me tell you it's it's a good feeling staying home though Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 a safe spot. Even though sometimes when she starts to scream and you got to cover your ears, sometimes to go outside and you know take a break. But def- definitely staying staying home is something that's big to me. I'm sure any other fathers out there that are uh, watching this right now can understand. 
Because going out is one thing, but just staying home, being safe, being with your family, just eating popcorn, watching a movie. That's what we, we did that the other day. Yesterday. And, and and especially to then, you know, have that and to have your, your first child, you know, during the pandemic, I'm sure it was also a, a big changing experience as well, too, because, you know, I feel like every single day I remember, you know, my friend you know said, like, when is it going to get back to the norm? But every single day we're constantly trying to figure out what the new norm is. So do yeah, you I think agree. that like the pandemic had anything or any difference as far as, you know, you learning how to be a father at all? To be brutally honest, absolutely not. Absolutely nothing? She was was born in May. The only issue that we had with the pandemic and our daughter was I couldn't leave the hospital. Mm. So everything had to get delivered. I know how to order a Domino's pizza. I wasn't complaining about that. (laughs) I wasn't going anywhere anyways until the baby was out, you know? Yeah. So we didn't really have any issues. You know, who brings a a one-week, two-week, three-week, one-month-old kid out anyways, you know? Yeah. So I'm, you'd yeah, be I mean, surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A long time ago, uh, I was bartending at Olive Garden down the shore, and one of the waitresses there had a daughter. Mm-hmm. I shit you not. Within, I think it was three or four days after having her, she brought her daughter and her whole family in to celebrate. That's at Olive Garden, man. Jesus, well, you couldn't go to Chili's or Applebee's, but you went to Olive Garden. Hey, they got some good breadsticks, man. <laughs> no, they, yeah, they do. Yeah, the, I, the I don't fuck some breadsticks up. The, the, the breadsticks are the shit, to be honest. You dip it in the Italian dressing, dude. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Yo, I tell you what, they got one of the best salads out there, man. You know what the secret sure. is? The What's dressing up? has Romano cheese in it. Really? So mm-hmm. that's what makes it so good. Yeah, that's though. what it is. And there's also like a million. Uh, there's a million grams of sugar in it. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, it might be the sugar and not the cheese. I don't even know. Theo goes, Olive Garden is classy. What do you think? For for a first date, yeah. <laughs> for a first date. If you really want to impress a woman, bring her to Olive Garden. <laughs> and let her get all the breadsticks. Yeah. It's probably the cheapest date ever because it's free breadsticks, free soup, and free salad, you know? Hey, hey, hey listen, yeah. man. We're, we're, it's the cheapest. We're being economical here. Uh, Applebee, Applebee's got the two for 22. Yeah, but, but then you got to... But see, that, that's where they get you, Mike Greer. And, and we just had this happen at Wendy's where it's like, okay, you got the $5 biggie bag or you got the four <laughs> for four, but you got to upgrade it to get the medium, if, to get the... Lunch. If, so you, if, you want something, if you want something good, you got to pay another dollar for cheese, a dollar <laughs> for onions, you know? Yeah, man. We had, we had Wendy's today and, you know, it's always good. For sure. Wendy's always good. Definitely... Uh, my top fast food joint is definitely Wendy's. Now, Lowe's, McDonald's, everything else. The world. I was going to say, because I know we do have the uh, the beer review later on in the show. Um, I know you brought something on that we never had. I can't wait to see what that is. Yeah, I've never had either, so it's a first for me as well. So, like, at least for food-wise, you know, I know that I'm always down to try different places. You know, is there a place that you tried out recently that you would suggest, and, and why is it? That you haven't had, or yeah, like yeah, sometimes are you know like a local frequency. Yeah, over the past month or so, is there a place that you had never tried out before that you were like, oh shit, this is actually really good? Oh, man, we we eat out a lot. Uh, I will take this time to give a shout out to uh, Highland Pizza because oh, Highland Pizza—they're always taking care of us. They're always taking care of us. I think Highland Pizza was the first time I had. 
think would you would you say it was like the Italian sub? Yeah, yeah. We we drove there because yeah. we were playing the when uh, the new Tony Hawk came out. It was on my birthday last year, actually. Yes, it was. Yeah, we played the new Tony Hawk, and uh, we went there. Got pizza. I think wings, mozzarella sticks. I think I, one place that I tried out that was really good that I hadn't had, and you know, at least for breakfast wise, was Skylark Diner. You know, I didn't think it was gonna be that good, it's man. Good. But Skylark is good. It wound up being like really good, brother. Um, but I think that again, like especially with you know trying to go out and, and try and do different things, you know, it definitely helps us to like stay centered and to try and like chase after those things. Um, but well, a, pl- a place that uh, because I didn't actually answer your question, mm-hmm. but. You know, I've been there a couple times, and within the last month, uh, I went with um, Grandpa Tito, Haley's Harp and Pub and Metuchen. You ever go oh, there? Oh, I've always passed by there. Never but went ne- there. Never went there, no. I'm dead serious, It's delicious, bro. man. It's delicious. The, the food's good, and it's cold beer. All right, guys. That's what we're gonna shout them out. Tell them. Uh, try out, you know, Haley's Pub out there in Metuchen. I've, I've probably passed it a million times trying to go to the post office, but you know, maybe we'll have to try that out. We also have bag, uh, bag of money. B says try Hatch Forty Four in Metuchen. So good. So we're gonna have Hatch to try. Hatch Forty Four. What, what is that? Yeah, I, I'm yeah, not I sure. Know. We're gonna have to try and check that out off air. But um, you know, I know we've you know talked about. Um, you know, food and just the different things as far as checking things out. But um, have you seen yourself at all watching any sports or, you know, is there anything well, that you've been really glued to right now? Hutch 44, brunch restaurant. Google okay. It. All right. So it's um, brunch. Sports-wise, I didn't catch his name, but the guy that asked the original, the Ravens or the Bengals. Okay, that's Ryan Oz. Yeah, Ryan Oz. Uh, I'm a Steelers fan. I'm a diehard Steelers fan. A sorry sap of shit Steelers fan. <laughs> uh, we're last in the division. But out of the Bengals and the Ravens, you know, the Ravens have skated by on a couple wins. Barely. Yeah. Barely. But the Bengals are explosive when they want to be. It's yeah. it's actually, a, it's very uh, puzzling for me because they look great one play and the next play. They look like the Browns in 2006. <laughs> the winless ones. <laughs> but for this game specifically, I, I think that the Bengals are going to win. I think Burroughs coming into this game healthy. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think the defense. I think the defense is going to keep them keep them in the game. Mm-hmm. Jackson is going to he's going to be contained. Yeah. But it's Lamar Jackson, so that's what I'm saying. I think will happen, but we know it's going to happen. Well, I know you said that you're a Steelers fan. You know how happy are you? Have uh, how happy have you been with Ben Roethlisberger's quarterback play? And do you think, and how long do you think he's going to remain your guy's quarterback? You know, the beginning of last season, I said he had to go. And they were what a ten win team at that point, though, right? Like they were undefeated for a certain 11. time, eleven and zero. Yeah. However, that was before the season. I said he had to go, and even still. He had his luck. He had his uh, shine of light. Mm-hmm. However, our defense was keeping us in those games. A couple, a couple explosive offensive plays. I mean, last season, riding into this season, the offensive line, hot garbage. Yeah, hot garbage. You could. He was getting hit every could, game, man. Dude, you could play guard out there, and we'd probably win another extra game. I don't know. I need about a good hundred twenty pounds <laughs> <laughs> if I want to play line there, man. But um, I, I think. Um, well, I mean, Ben's under contract, so I think business-wise, he, I th- 
think he's going to go after the season. Mm. And that is, as a fan and as, you know, taking a step back and really analyzing the situation, overall for the team, it would be better. For him personally, it would be better. For his health, you know, he, the guy's injured every other week. Yeah. Injured every other week. Now, let's, let me tell you this, though. You know, what a lot of people have highlighted, you know, for a long time, you know, has been how well the Steelers team has been coached, right? You know, we started to see that there are some inconsistencies there. You even said it yourself. They're last in the division. Would you say that Mike Tomlin is on the hot seat at all this season? Absolutely not. You don't think so? No way. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. In now, jeopardy this season. Now, I, lo- I love when it comes to any coach, not just Tomlin, but in general, at the end of the game, at the start of the game, the middle of the game, he's not actually on the field. He's not the one throwing the ball. He's not the one making the plays. The guys on the team, they have to step up. Mm-hmm. They are the guys that have to execute what they're being asked to do. Tomlin, you know, I think he's fine. I saw some uh, some malarkey about him going to LSU. Dude, mm. I don't know if you saw that. I, saw, I, I actually re- didn't see I, that. I read that today, and which is not going to happen. Because I did see that, I think it said Les Miles after this season is going to be his yeah, last season at LSU. There's a rumor. It's it's complete BS. Not going to happen. <laughs> but the other coaching, you know, it, it's a flow chart. You know, there's Tomlin, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, coaches, 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 coaches. Matt Canada, he's the new offensive coordinator. Looks good. You mm-hmm. know, they're calling some decent plays but the players themselves are just not executing yeah i mean where's juju smith schuster when i mean that guy's non-existent now well you know after this season he's going to be gone this was a big contract year for him Mm -hmm. he had to really step up this year he signed a one-year deal he could have last season he could have went to the ravens or the chiefs which i don't know how you would feel if he went to you guys i mean seeing his disappearing act i'm glad he didn't go to kansas city yeah it uh it really bummed him i don't think that he'll he'll be back I think that Tomlin will be back, and I think Ben will not be back. And the next follow-up question to that, we have Zach Claybaugh, uh, one of our photographers back when we were at your college. Great dude. Um, he asks, you know, who's the Steelers' next quarterback after Ben Roethlisberger? Who do you think? Is it that guy that got whacked on the head? Uh, who's Mason Rudolph? What a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Mason Rudolph is a bitch. He deserved all that, dude. Yeah, man. What, what Did he say dude. the N-word? We'll never know. No, that Taylor Lautner-looking bitch, dude. You're <laughs> the dude from Twilight. No way. I, I don't think he's definitely not the future. Um, Josh Dobbs is not the future. Yeah, but, you from know, Tennessee, right? I think it was, it was Dobbs. Yeah, uh, that I'm not gonna say yes or no because I'm not sure, and I don't talk shit about things I don't know about. Right. Dobbs, yeah. um, he's he's smart. If you if you pay attention to a Steelers game, when Ben goes to the sideline, he goes over to Dobbs, and Dobbs has a little iPad. He's always talking in. The dude's like an aero engineer or something. You know? Yeah, he's super smart. Smart guy. I don't I don't think uh, any of those guys. Are going to be the future. We either have to, we're going to have to trade up in the draft or trade to another team. Now, call me crazy, but I would like to see Marcus Mariota. Hmm. A guy who's not really getting uh, any playing time on the Raiders right now. He would be a fit. He would be a fit. He's a system QB. He learns quick. And this is going back to seeing him in his early years, you know, with the Titans and everything. I think he 
could be not only the next QB, but a franchise QB. He, okay. could, he could take them down the road. Well, we have somebody here who says Aaron Rodgers, Hawks. What that's do you think? all malarkey. <laughs> he says I, malarkey. That's bullshit. What's your name? Hawks. <laughs> that, is, that is no. So the whole Aaron Rodgers thing is really funny because, you know, there was like a, him in the game. He was, he was like pointing, saying things when, uh, when they played. He's, he's not. He's an old dude. This guy just wants to go host Jeopardy and then get his paycheck. He said him and Tomlin were winking at each other. Maybe they want to go to the urinal and do something, but he's not. <laughs> he said go he's, to the urinal. <laughs> he's, he's not coming to Pittsburgh. There, there's absolutely no way. How about this? Yeah. Another guy who's been itching for a trade. Would you Would you want a Deshaun Watson? Mo- more mobile than Ben uh, Roethlisberger. Well, both have sexual allegations uh, charges. He'll fit right in into Pittsburgh. <laughs> ben had two. <laughs> Deshaun's got what? Thirty six. <laughs> How many girls? You know, but that? it's the old saying: innocent until proven guilty. Um, it's really unfortunate what he's going through. If he's guilty, I hope he burns. If he's not guilty, poor guy, come to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, we have. I, I, w- I would love to see him play with our offense. You know, we need. You know, we need, we need a little chocolate in there. We, no, seriously. We need, that could, we, we, need, we need somebody that could move. You know, Ben Roethlisberger, he's, he can't move. Nah, I think he, he's he got about the same mobility as a pet Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the same mobility as him, but um, yeah. that that's not saying much. But, you know, I think we've definitely hit on some great things here with the NFL. So, you know, I definitely want to, you know, hit you with this question. You know, we've talked about some of the contenders briefly, but, you know, who is your top contenders in the AFC and in the NFC? It's definitely not the Chiefs or the Steelers, to be honest. I have to agree with you. I mean, our Chiefs uh, are definitely not a front runner. But I tell you what, don't nobody want to play Kansas City in a wild card game. Because it ain't going to happen. You want us to to come play Pat Mahomes in a wild card game? I don't know. know. You know what I think? What's up? What do you think of of Green Bay and Baltimore? Um, I like Green Bay. I I mean, you can never count out Aaron Rodgers, but. they're, They're virtually almost the same team. Except Lamar does it on his feet. Aaron does it with his arm. But Aaron has also been proven. And Lamar Jackson, he's won one playoff game. He's, he's How do you win an MVP and you got one playoff win? I, I still That still puzzles no, me. No, you know what's even worse? How do you win one playoff game and you're the cover of Madden? Ugh, man, that bothers me. We should ask Peyton Hillis that. Remember, oh, remember what happened? <laughs> yeah, right. He was he was a Madden cover, then went out of there. <laughs> man. Like, yeah, we got a white guy running back. Let's just put him on the cover. Yeah, yeah, but I will say this: I like your Green Bay pick. But the one thing I have to say as far as the NFC that I think that needs to get some love: the Dallas Cowboys. Man, they're looking pretty good, especially with Trayvon Diggs. Well, Dak's back. That's why. Dude. Dak is back. He, he and he's earning every bit of those dollars because they couldn't. They didn't <laughs> do shit without nothing him. without him. I mean, <laughs> Zeke was crying they, without you know they, him. So dude, they didn't do anything. Um, it was uh, who they just play last week. I was watching it over at uh, mm, Jay Carson's house. I can't really and, and they won it barely. Slipping my but mind it's, it's here. Dak. My, was it's was it Dak. Carolina? Might have been the pan. I, I don't remember specific. If somebody knows, who did the Cowboys play last week? But um, yeah, was man. The I, Patriots. Oh, yes, it, uh, it, was. it was the Patriots. It was the Patriots. Spe- speaking yes. of them, what, what do you think of Mac Jones? What do I think of Mac is Jones? Is he the next Tom Brady? Is it the Belichick system, or is, you know, is it the player? Uh, honestly, what I think about Mac Jones is I think he's, 
uh, an elevated Alex Smith. I mean, I think he's somebody who's a game manager. Um, is Mac Jones going to come back and take you out of a 17-point hole? Absolutely not. But I think the Patriots are built up almost similarly to the uh, to the Ravens, just they don't have the same amount of talent. But they're built around having a lead and sustaining it. You know, I think this season was the first time we really saw Lamar gruel out games where they were down because oftentimes when the especially in the playoffs he when the Ravens on, were he down was on the one yard line I think know? I saw a stat where he fumbled, he's fumbled five four or five times on the one yard line in like a crucial crucial game situation and 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 you can't get away with that right so you know I think that again you know getting back to the original question of what do I think about Mac Jones I think that Mac Jones within the New England system is going to hit his ceiling. I think he's going to do good things for the Patriots, but I just don't think he's a championship-caliber player yet. Maybe if they can give him some more weapons in the system. I agree with you that. Know, like I, who I else is, is more... he throwing to? Jacoby Myers? <laughs> do you know who the fuck that is? Henry, you know what I'm saying? Henry, uh, Hunter Henry, yeah, who is <laughs> dog shit old. Like, come on, man. He's got it's nobody he's got cool out there. Hey, man, leave him alone. His hair looks good. Leave him uh, alone. Oh, I'm sorry. Who's his number one receiver? Nelson Algalor. Uh, the guy's got no weapons, and he's still going out there and throwing over 200 Aguilar yards. has banged me in fantasy. And not in the good way for years. You know, you're always going to hunt. Yeah, I only pick him off, off the waivers. Scored two touchdowns last week. Mm. Next week, uh, one catch, negative two yards from a screen. Got hurt, leaves the game. Now, I don't know if I should be uh, asking you this question because you are a guy who typically uh, picks the, the kicker pretty high in fantasy football. But, you know, a lot of people have... Hold, di- that, hold that thought. Because <laughs> we played in a fantasy team, or excuse me, fantasy league one year. Uh-huh. And I picked a kicker Hyde. Who was that kicker? Steven Gaskowski. Yes, it was. And you know what? I finished top five out of a 12-man league that year. So did did you win the league? Pitching. Did you win the league? Did you win? No. I, no, none of us no. won. But I was top five. Where were you? I remember I was top five. I don't think I that made the playoffs. Had, dude, that was when you know, they were cruising with Brady. You know, And when it comes to, kicking, uh, to picking a kicker in fantasy, you got to get a team that doesn't always get it done. Mm-hmm. You gotta get a get a guy, a quarterback that'll drive you to like the, the fifteen to twenty fourth town. Here comes the kicker. Dustin Hopkins back when he was on the, the Washington football <laughs> team. They ain't gonna score no touchdown, but nope. he'll kick like five field goals. But you know, aside from your kicking philosophy and fantasy, you know, a lot of people have you know, have different drafting philosophies. You know, when you're in a top, you know, maybe I would say top one or two, if you're in the one or two pick are you going running back first? Do you think the fantasy teams need a running back? Or do you think that the wide receiver is your first priority? Because this is a different uh, you know, thing. Is a PPR. That's true. That's the biggest question. Most fantasy leagues nowadays are PPR. So assuming that's PPR, a PPR league. If it's PPR and you have one or two pick, you better hope that you get Kamara. Kamara? PPR, that's who you're going with. Non-PPR... Um, I, if it's not PPR, I would. I'm going a running back, obviously, because mm-hmm. the catches don't count. You could have ten catches for a hundred yards, no touchdowns, and you only get ten points. Yeah, but you know what? I think that you know, especially you know, you said something about like you know, where where are you in the draft, and you know, it depends on what you want. But I guess in a PPR league, I would definitely um, still go with the running back position, and you I and have I have to. It's it's a dual threat, dude. I mean, even though. Derek uh, Henry doesn't catch too many passes. The guy runs for 220, 250 yards. You're like, that's a lot of points. 
But, you know, I in, in this year, I decided to go with two, you know, wide receivers off the rip. And, you know, right now my team is four and two. They're not doing too bad. But, yeah. you know, I, I was kind of thinking about the philosophy of, you know, should I have picked a running back? You know, there was a, definitely a couple guys that I, I didn't pick up off the board. Yeah. But I, I'll tell you one that, that really slipped me that I'm kicking myself about. But, um, you know, Cooper Cup has been balling this year, bro. I mean. I just had a debate the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you this. Okay. Thielen or Cup? Mm, okay. Um. I would say I think I have to go with Cooper Cup only because his upside is so great. You know, Adam Thielen is a guy who's very sure-handed and definitely catches touchdowns. But I feel like more often than not, there are some weeks where we forget about who Adam Thielen is or, you know, he has those weeks where he doesn't have that same production. Whereas on a Cooper Cup standpoint, that boy is always balling, man. You know, he is always getting you 100 yards. He's getting you at least 10 catches. Who's their, who's their uh, second receiver? On their, on their uh, I think it would be Robert Woods is their second receiver. And yeah, I think that's they why got, so good. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I, I mean, dude, I mean, they got him. They got Van Jefferson, uh, Higby, who's, who's really Higby's good, been, too. He's been shaky this year, though. But I tell it, you what, shaky. I tell you this, though, Mike. And this is what Hawks just said. Cup has a better quarterback. Yo, Matthew Stafford has made that. Thank God that he has he some got, weapons finally, well, thank man. God he got out of Detroit, dude. dude. He, he, Detroit, the, the, the Detroit dumps, man. It, it, it's tough. And then you have, here you go, you have Zach who says, where do you think Cam Newton is going next? That's a great question. I, I don't think we you know see where, him in a you know uniform where think, anymore, well, where man. Where I think he would fit in. Seattle? No way. I think... Cleveland? Nope, because, you know, they got guys like Mayfield a lot. I think that he should go down to Jacksonville with Lawrence. And, you know, Cam's been in the league for years. And he's been good. You know, he has his times. He went up to New England. It was shaky there, you know. I mean, I don't know what happened inside the locker room or or things like that with with, uh, Belichick and whatnot. But I think that he could go down there and not only, you know, mentor Lawrence, but... What happens if Lawrence goes down? You know, Cam's he's he's on the second the second end of his career now. Okay. He's not still gonna be rushing like how he used to. He's not gonna be ripping his shirt like he used to. I think he I think he'd be good in uh in Jacksonville, but as a backup. As I, a backup. I, I think that him in Jacksonville, I don't know how willing he would be to be in a rebuilding situation, especially at this stage in his career. But I think that there would be some upside there. Um, I don't know how much you want Trevor Lawrence to learn from Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton is... It's, it's experience. You know? it's, it's the experience. But I'll tell you what that I think that definitely won't happen, but I think I would love to see. And you talked about it before with Alvin Kamara, but can you imagine if Cam Newton was running that Saints offense, Holy you know, shit. with... with uh, you know, with, oh, my God. oh man. And then especially okay, if they Taysom got Michael Hill. Thomas Taysom back. Taysom Hill, oh, there, God. too. That would be electric. He's running RPO with Alvin Kamara. That would be electric. a sight to see, man. And then you then uh, you have Zach who says maybe a two-quarterback system with the Steelers, having him over with the Steelers. I don't think that would work, to be honest. You don't think not that with, would? Not with, uh, we, we got Matt Canada in. It's his first year as the uh, offensive coordinator, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that that would work. Just yeah. just what they have going. I mean, we just picked up Harris from Alabama, who's crushing it this year. Yeah, and that that is with Deontay, a, right? that's a with a weak offensive line. 
Dude, it, it just... Nah. It, I, I mean, cool idea. That's some that's some shit you would do in Madden. You know? <laughs> in but, your, uh, your real franchise. Life, I, I, don't, I don't think that it's a, a feasible... He uh, said he tried. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you, you, that's all you yeah. can do here, Zach. That's all you can do. No, nah, but that, that, was a, that was a good question. That was cool. I like that one. Yeah, but, you know, I know we've talked about some good sports here, but... You know, one of the things that we did want to do here is, you know, we're all about the beer reviews. We're all about trying new shit out. And you have some new beer here that you wanted to try out. So can you tell me a little bit about this beer and and why you kind of picked it? I'll tell you about it. It's uh, Jersey Girl Brewing. Okay, so we got a Jersey beer here. And that's all I can really tell you because I never had it before. I can read you the label. This New England style IPA is a silky citrus bomb. Ooh, that's hot. <laughs> he said that. That's, that's, that's kind of sexy. <laughs> Damn. We used a heavy dose of citra hops and complemented it with a soft, piney touch of centennial to create a sun-kissed delight. Ooh. Sexy so, so it is, uh, it is an IPA. What's the uh, ABV on this? Uh, I think we're at a 5.5. 5, 5, 5. Respectable. Mm-hmm. Respectable. More than, you know, a little, more than a domestic. It ain't a blue moon, right? We got a mm-hmm. little kick to it. I think it's about time to try it out here, though, Mike Greer. Yeah, so, man, let me give it a taste. And you know if it tastes like shit, I'm going to tell you. If it's good. Hey, <laughs> you, you bought it. <laughs> so you brought the shit here. Got so a here foamer. we go. I got a foamer. Cheers up, man. If you had to give this beer one out of ten, Mike Greer, what would you give this beer? I don't know. I gotta. gotta You gotta try a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Damn, bro, you good? To be honest, um, from a one to a ten. I get. I would respectively a respective seven one, because I like the citrus in it. You know, however, you know I'm not one of those beer guys that's like, oh, this is too hoppy. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I drink beer. Yeah, I drink beer. I'm what American boy from Medicine, New Jersey? I drink beer. I like all beer. <laughs> but you know, after you take a big sip like I just did, you get that big old burp. Yeah, yeah. The the citrus is a nice touch. It mentioned uh, centennial in there. Yeah, a piney touch. I mean, I don't I don't taste really pine. They really went hard with the uh, with the citrus. Yeah, it's a little yeah, over. See? Yeah, yeah, it's very very, very gassy, perky. man. Yeah, very well carbonated. I'm gonna go seven one. Would I buy it again? Um, probably not. Probably not. It's good. I, I, let's put it this way. I'll give it. I'll give it a six. I'll give it a six. I think that, like you said, that well, um, well, you're a black dude. You know what's that yeah. supposed to remember, mean? Remember, you're talking upstairs. You, you do the honey. You know. Oh man. You do the beer. I like beer too, though, man. Nah, Don't you, get me wrong. I like you're, beer you're, too. You're, you're a big beer drinker. So you said a six. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it Even a six. six, not a five, nine, nine, six, one. I'll tell you this because, like you said, I think that citrus is a little overwhelming. Uh, you know, it's yes. a little bit overwhelming. Um, I don't like the little gassy feeling that it, yeah, it kind of gives like, you. It's like I'm burping my daughter, but I'm burping myself. Yeah, but but like it's still a good taste in beer. But like you said, it's good. I just don't have the desire to drink maybe two or three of them. You know, this would go well with. Um, I mean, I'm a big cheeseburger enthusiast. I mean, you see the size of me, you know, big boy. 
This would go well with a bacon cheeseburger, pepper jack cheese, brioche bun, mm. slices of onions, maybe a pickle or two. I don't know if you're into pickles. I think you're just hungry, man. I, I, I don't no, think... I told you, I wouldn't say I'm good. <laughs> well, All right, well, no, I got a question. If okay. you were to pair this beer with a food, what would that be? If I had to pair this beer right here, I would honestly say that this sun-kissed IPA... I think it would go good with like a tasty sub. You know what I'm saying? Everything like, goes good with a tasty sub. Right? Well, everything, everything goes, goes good with a, a cheeseburger, man. I don't know. But um, I think that before we head off the air here, because Mike Greer, I've went over to Mike Greer's house, and he actually had this on his whiteboard. And I think that everybody else should kind of, you know, see this, because everybody has a different system as far as what they think that good pizza is. So can you kind of just yeah, tell people on, out there... Some- and just explain to them what your grading system is for pizza. And maybe you guys can take some notes to this if you're looking for some good pizza. All right. So, my old lady Steph and I, we came up with a pizza system. We order a pizza, you know, for local joints, even even a, a Domino's or something. Mm-hmm. And you give it a scale, you know, and it's... Uh, it's kind of like that Sham, that guy from Barstool. One bite, you yeah, know, you know yeah, the rules. Yeah. The, the motherfucker says one bite, then he eats the whole slice, goes for another. And the entire time, he's heckling people that's walking by him. You know, like, mm-hmm. shut up, dude. You're putting yourself in that situation. Just shut up. Just Say give us the review. Edit, yeah. edit it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Good pizza. And, you know, I'm a foodie. I'm an Italian guy. Uh, pizza is respectable. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I need a good crust. I don't want a soggy crust. So, you know, that's one that we rate. Don't want a soggy crust. It needs to have that click. Yeah, like it has to be breakable, but not so hard that you could. Yeah, I don't, I don't want drumstick. Gu- I don't want my gums bleeding by the time I get to the crust. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. You know what I'm about? It gets fucking stuck. It's hard. Um, toppings we had was a uh, was one of our uh, ratings. Yeah, and it's not just the amount of toppings that are on; it's the quality of the toppings. Okay, are are the toppings cooked? You know, mm-hmm. like because um, you know they throw raw peppers on. It's a damn, a damn IPA. They throw the peppers on. Is it cooked? You know, sometimes they're not. Mm-hmm. So toppings is a big one. The cheese. Yeah, cheese, cheese. is. You you gave Highland a. No, you, you gave him a good rating. No, they, they, they had the good cheese. cheese. It was good cheese. No, on no, that you gave him a good fold. Yeah, well, can you explain the fold? The uh, fold portions? is a combination of the whole slice. It starts with the crust. Yeah, you get the crack, but does it need a Viagra? <laughs> <laughs> is it, it, just, li- is it yeah, lim- yeah. if you ever like a, a pizza like that is like a dollar slice in new york if yeah. you try and hold it like this it just it's flops fl- straight just down whoop. yeah yeah but if it stays there with a healthy amount of toppings and you get the straight you know you got perfect toppings um we we also we tried the sauce rating didn't work out because you know you can really ruin pizza by like too much sauce or not enough sauce enough. in there too. So yeah, like you could tell you know the difference between a Domino sauce or a Highland pizza sauce. or a Papa John or should we say a sha- a little Caesar? One <laughs> of those. Oh my god, gross! But yo, once again, we want to thank Mike Greer for coming here on the show. Um, no. Thank you. Nah, we, for we, real, We've been talking man. about this for a long time, you know, getting, getting together, talking some shit. And, and no, fun. honestly, I think that, you know, you really came here, Mike, and you were yourself, man. I think that sometimes, 
you know, sometimes people come here as guests on the show and they try to portray something. They wear or... a fucking tie or something. Come in like, hello, <laughs> I, sir. <laughs> I don't know, Not but <laughs> yeah, you, you got to be, you know, comfortable with being yourself. And that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on this show, because at the end of the day, if you're not comfortable in your own skin, then who the hell are you trying to be, man? And, you know, I've always respected you for, you know, just being yourself, you know, however crazy that is, whatever, you, you know, <laughs> however wild it is. You know, Mike Gray is a guy with a heart of gold, man, and I always appreciate you and, you know, the time that we spend and some of the wild fucking crazy conversations we have. But at the end of the day, wouldn't take it for the world, man. So once again, I want to thank you for coming here on the show. Mike, if you, have, if you have anything or any advice to give any of our viewers or our listeners out there before you head off the show, what advice would you give them, Mike Greer? Oh, man. Do I be funny or serious? Funny. Give, give us both. Give us a funny Don't do one. drugs unless they're free. <laughs> what? <laughs> but seriously, um, I mean, just spending time with you, you know, it's like going back to high school and whatnot. You got you to gotta, um, keep people close to you. And that's not just saying like a friend-wise or anything when it, when it comes to work and whatnot. Your family... Everybody, we all we all live this short, short life. Everybody thinks that it's such a long life, but it's really not. You turn on the news any day. Well, nobody turns on the news. You just open up an app and uh, there's yeah, news. scrolling What's on. Last time there's news on a fucking TV, you know. <laughs> Unless but it's ESPN. As you get older, people drop like flies. Mm-hmm. Every couple months, you hear about another person, another person, another person. Re- reach out, you know. Just ask somebody, like, hey, what's going on? You gotta, you gotta keep contact. But distant friends, new friends, family, it's um, it's definitely something that we all should be doing collectively as a human. I'm not going to be one of those people that are like, oh, COVID, this and that. No, just in general. Even if this shit didn't exist, keep everybody close to you. Mm-hmm. Reach out. Say what's up. That's all, you know? Yeah, and I think that that goes a long way. And I've talked about it before that, you know, you, you never know just how important that can mean to somebody if you just reach out to them and see how they're doing. You know, you've had some of the happiest people that literally deal with depression all the time. So, you know, excuse me, you know, even though I'm telling you, it gets you gassy, man. I've never, I haven't gotten this gassy before with a beer in a long time. But again, you know, when you have those people out there that do mean a lot to you, and even if you haven't seen them in a long time, I mean, there's times where I'll go, you know, weeks or whatever without, you know, seeing my boy Kenny, but, you know, even though, you know, we had those times, or even with you, where, you know, we've went months without seeing each other, but, you know. When I moved down the shore, I didn't see you, but if I ever contact you, it's where we picked Right back up. Right up. And I think I it's... just met I just met Kenny for the first time tonight. You know what? I'm gonna call you. I'm like, wait, dude. I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna check up on you, man. How's it going? <laughs> That's what it's all about, man. So that like I said, I just wanna thank you so much for being here a guest on this show. Yeah, man. You yeah, know. it was uh, you know, great for having me. Props to your dad, you know. I love that man. Yeah. Man. Talk that talk a little more. <laughs> 
<laughs> guy's a great bowler. Guy's a great bowler. He gives a great hot oil back massage. What? He is wonderful. <laughs> oh, man. I knew he couldn't go far without Mike. I, I went the whole show. Oh, my God. I was like, no gay shit, man. No. He couldn't help himself, man. I didn't talk that talk, man. <laughs> well, yo, thank you again to Mike Greer for coming here on the show. Thank you to Reese Smith, Jonathan Lamar Hunter, uh, my boy Stonehead, Grassman Alpha, who's got his great uh, landscaping business. He's doing a shout out to Alex. But um, guys, I just want to thank you so much for tuning into the show. Um, I want to continue to have different people on like Mike Greer, who you never know are going to come on and, and just surprise you guys. Because at the end of the day, you know, I just want to continue to put out great content. I want to continue to answer questions like, um, you know, my boy Zach had in there. And I had somebody. Yeah, he had, he had, he had really good questions. Yo, big shout out to Zach, man. Like I said, he's a stand-up guy. And, um, you know, I had somebody before, uh, shout out to Rick Chinaki. But he came up to me and he was like, yo, why don't you. Rick, I think it's Chinaki. I think he's a, a bowler with me. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a, uh, he actually said to me, he's like, yo, why don't you have people call in or whatever? And that's what the whole comment section is for, guys. As long as you keep commenting in and keep asking the questions that you want, you know, I'm going to, you know, continue to answer them and have my guests on here like Mike answer them as well, too. So if you want that call in, you feature, don't want me to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like I said, continue to put in the chat, guys, because that is the whole reason why we make this live. I can record a podcast and put it out there and not have it be live, but, you know, I want to nah, give you all. Okay. <laughs> but I want to, you know, give you guys that platform and give you that so that you can go out there and have your questions answered. And that's what makes, you know, the Talk That Talk show what it is, man. So, you know, once again, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to episode 128. Please check out TalkThatTalkShow.com. You know, this is where you're going to have all your information as far as, you know, new pictures of people posting their merchandise pics. Um, you can look at some of the old episodes that we have. Who does who does your shirts? Yo, shout out again to my boy Timmy Hugel um, over at Ink Parlor. Yeah. Yep. He does some really that, that great guy, stuff. That, that's a cool one, so I'm probably going to have to have that. Uh, I, I think I might have one upstairs for you. This is actually No, I want that one, that, the one that you're wearing. No, I can't give you this one. This was a one in one, man. This was actually a tank top version. This so basically the reason behind this, Mike Greer, and this is this is the last thing that we're getting off the air, I promise. But this is our OG2 flip tank. And the reason why I made it upside down is because a lot of the times, you know, we uh assume that people can see what we see. But at the end of the day, someone that sees this shirt and says that it's upside down. To me, when I look down, it's right side up. So it's just a constant reminder to me. Wow, that is fucking something. No, seriously. I was not expecting that. That is like a respectable answer. I was not expecting that. It, it's a constant reminder that, you know, you can't always assume that people see what you see, man. So, you know, we're always that's, about that's reflective cool. Cool. shit, man. If so. it was dumb, I'd be honest with that. That's pretty cool. Hey, I, I got a tank top version for you. So we're going to give you one before you leave out of here. Are you going to autograph it? <laughs> I'll autograph it for you, Mike Greer. I got you, man. But um, before I get off the air, I definitely want to thank my sponsors. Shout out to my boy, um, like I said, Timmy Hugel, who made these shirts. He's going to have the, the hoodies ready for us within the next week or so. I want to give a big shout out to my boy, Jeff Galata. We went to his birthday party yesterday. Phenomenal. The food was great. Shout out to you over at Air We Are. 
Want to give a big shout out again to Joe Snow Maria over at New York Life, helping people to get their financial freedom daily. And then also a big shout out to my boy Savion Gaynor, who's constantly testing the boundaries of what you can do with tie dyeing. So, yeah, I can't wait to see what he does with the next pair of Air Force Ones. And you guys got just got to stay tuned, man. Once again, gotta, big. You, huh? you got to show me some of that. Oh, I will. I got you, and and we will definitely make sure you can get into in touch with him. Also, want to give a shout out to my boy Cody Bromley. I just received um, my my care package from him uh, over at 91s.com. Um, I'm gonna be wearing the the polo shirt that you got me. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear it to golf tomorrow. Can't wait. You know, that's another guy that you're gonna want to check out. You know, over at 91s.com. But guys. You know, we got a lot of Tangare left to drink. Uh, they've already been saying I've been pouring them too heavy, so yeah, maybe, I might, maybe for that. <laughs> I I might have to let Kenny Lou pour the next drink. But, uh, guys, I want to thank you again so much for tuning here. Even on a Saturday night, Mike Greer, we had the people show out for us, man. So, once again, Nobody just show. anything better to do? <laughs> <laughs> come chill with us on a, a Saturday night. So, Jeez. I love you all. Thank you so much. This is the Talk That Talk oh, Show. And you can bet your bottom dollar that episode 129 will be ready for you next week. So tune in. I love you all, and I'll see you next week.